0: This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Hi FM here on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. And a warm, warm welcome to all of our radio family. It's wonderful to be with you again as we're kind of, uh, there's certainly a feeling in the air that we're kind of winding down towards, uh, towards the end of the year, towards, uh, towards December, all the school kids and the university students are writing exams, or some are even finished their their exams and getting ready. Kind of everyone's focus is much more on uh, on Plet and wherever your desired location is uh, is going to be. Uh, but uh, thank God we're we're still here. This is Shabbos Kurdish Pashas Vayetze, beautiful. Also very important Pasha. In the, in the Torah Pasha number seven, in the, since we started, can you believe it's already the seventh week since since uh, since, Yontif, since Sukkot's since Sukkot time time does uh, tend to to uh, to fly uh, a little bit of of an uh, introduction to to our before we go on talking about uh, Maisa Shabbos the the uh, whether one can or cannot benefit from things that are done on. Uh, on, on Shabbos, there's a very, very, very fascinating uh, Sifarna on this week's Pasha. Yaakov Avinu uh, has the epic vision where he arrives at the place of the of the Beis Hamikdash, and he sleeps there for the first time in in fourteen in fourteen years after being in the in the uh, yeshiva of of Aver for that uh, for that amount of time, and Hashem. Uh, tells him he sees the he sees the vision of the ladder which is firmly rooted in the ground and and reaches up to to uh to heaven Uh, and uh Hashem, hashem tells him that uh your seed your children will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread to the east to the west to the north and to the south, and all the nations of the world will be blessed uh, through you and through your and through your children. Says says this What is this concept? Why does it talk about your children being like the dust of the earth and and spreading? So says says the says this The connection is that only once your children become. Like the dust of the earth, in other words, they're in the lowest possible situation you could possibly be in. They're literally like dirt. They they're not important. They're not considered. They're distinguished. They they they're looked out. They're runned over. They they are absolutely uh, 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 mangled as as a nation. When that happens, then. You're going to spread out. You're going to be, be uh, 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 fruitful in the land that you're going to, uh, the land that you are now sleeping on, which is the best. And everywhere to the east, south, north, and west of this point are all of going to, all of that's going to belong to you. Because he says the reality is the salvation of Hashem, which is going to happen in the future, can only happen after the Jews reach the absolute nadir, the absolute lowest point they can they can possibly uh possibly uh, live and then they will become this tremendous blessing for the entire for the entire world because because of uh because of of uh of us. This is a a, a fascinating idea and it gives us a lot of insight into some very, very important things. You know, uh we've all heard spoken about many, many times the the famous, the two famous stories that are at the very, very end of a Masechet Makas. If you've ever attended a Sium on Maseches Makas, or you've probably ever attended a a Tishbev Sheir, the, these two these two uh, 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 stories have been spoken about. So, uh, both uh, the stars of the both stories are of Yakiva and his uh, and his friends. And the first story is where uh, Rabbi uh, Gamliel and Rabbi Lozban, Azariah and Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Akiva were all walking together, and they heard the huge tumult, the great noise of the big mecapolis of uh, of, of Rome, and they heard it from from a from a distance, some fantastic distance. The Gemara talks about from 120 mil, which is uh, okay, perhaps, perhaps an exaggeration, but it gives certainly the, the idea. And, and they, and the one says they all began to cry. And Yavaki was laughing. So they said to him, why are you, why are you laughing? So he said to him, well, first tell me why you're crying. And they said to him, Look at these people. They are, these are a nation that bows down to to idols and, and sacrifices uh, and pays homage to all kinds of useless and, and worthless and worthless uh, things. And look at the tremendous tranquility, look at the amazing success that they're having. Should we not cry? So uh uh Alright, so, uh, uh, he says that's exactly why I am, I am, uh, I'm laughing. Uh, if this is what Hashem is doing for those that desecrate and go against his will, imagine the success they're having. Can you begin to imagine the tremendous reward, the tremendous goodness, the tremendous blessing that is in store for all of us who, who do the will of Akolish Baruch? Hu? And then the Gemara carries on with the story number two, the even more famous one, Shuv. Mice, it happened again where they were walking in Yerushalayim. and when they got to the Harabayas, they did kriya, they tore their clothing, as is mandated in Halacha, when they got adjacent to the Harabayas. So they saw a fox coming out of, the, of what was once the Kurdish Hakadoshim, the, the Holy of Holies. So again, they all began crying, and Rabbi Kiv was laughing. So I said to him, Why are you, why are you laughing? So he said again, "Why are you, why are you crying?" So says, sets him, the place that's that about which the Torah says that anyone who's not a Kayan, if they if they come in there, they're going to die." And now I know a fox is, is running around, is running around in there. So Rabbi Kiva says to him, "That's exactly why I am laughing." And he brings uh, a apostle in in Ishaya, where he says, "I'm going to take." faithful witnesses, Uriah HaKoyen and zachariah ben Barachio, and who lived in totally different times. And am ask, why are you even mentioning them both in the same in the same breath? Uriah was in the first base of Mikdash, Zechariah was in the second base of Mikdash. What's well, the connection? So he explains because the, 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 the Apostlech is connecting the Navu of Zechariah to the Navu of Uriah. By Uriah it says that uh, he brings a pasuk in in Michal, says because of you tzion tzadete tzion is going to be plowed like a like a like a field and by Zechariah it says one day the the, 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 the old men the old women will sit in the streets of Yerushalayim so Rabbi Kiva said before we saw the Nevuah of Uriah coming true one might have had doubts whether or not the nevuah of Zechariah was going to come true, but now that we've actually seen the the, the fulfillment of the of the prophecy of of Uriah, where there's a, a fox coming from the from the holy of 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 holies, so certainly we can now trust and believe that the that the Nibu of Zechariah is also going to going to happen, and they said to him. Akiva nihamtanu, Akiva nihamtanu, Akiva, you have you have comforted us, you have given us, you have given us solace. We'll no longer, we'll no longer cry. And there, there are obvious several, several questions on uh, on on this on this on this gemara. First of all, I mean, we we one of the fundamentals of of the Jewish religion is that. Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu has transmitted to us through his faithful, for his faithful Nevi'im, particularly if was a nevua, a, a, a prophecy of something good, will never, ever not, not happen. So how was Rabbi Akiva worried that uh, that the Nevuah of Zachariah wouldn't wouldn't come uh, wouldn't come true until he saw the fulfillment of the of Nevuah why why didn't he simply believe that without that uh uh uh, uh why couldn't you believe the the fulfillment of Nevuah of without that Secondly yeah I mean why was it uh, specifically the 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 nevuah of uh, of uh, of Uriah? Oh, when that was fulfilled, that made Rabbi Akiva believe in the prophecy of Zachaiah. There are many many other nevuos of many many other other uh, of uh, many other prophets that uh, that were that were were fulfilled. And perhaps thirdly, only in the second story do the Chachamim say yes. You have you have comforted uh, you have comforted us. Uh, uh, why not in 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 the first in the first story? So he says perhaps the answers and this is the fundamental concept. Here, there's a Gemara in in Brochus that uh, that says that springs, I think in the name of Rabbi Yochren. In in you know that the the prayer of Ashrei, the the psalm of. Of uh, 145, is it in in uh, in Tehillim of Ashrei? We know follows the alphabetical order. The only letter that's missing is the, the letter of Nun. Malchuska and then Samech Hashem Why? Why, more Why isn't the letter of Nun there? Says Imur because the pasuk that would have been used. To, to fulfill the Nun was something that spoke, unfortunately, about the, the downfall of, of the Jewish nation. As uh, the passage says, You're going to fall down and you won't be able to get up again, you maiden of the Jewish nation. So it's a terrible, terrible passage of, 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 uh, of doom and, and, and destruction, and therefore Chazal didn't want to, put it, uh, David HaMelech didn't want to put it in, in Asher. Nevertheless, David HaMelech provided a comfort for that Pasuk. In the very, very next Pasuk, which is the Pasuk of Samach, where it says, and HaShem will provide support for all those, for all those who, so, so even if there is going to be a Nun, a nafila the next pasuk says, "Don't worry, Hashem is going to support all those, all those who have fallen." And the Gemara adds on that in in Eretz Yisrael, they used to answer as follows: It's they 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 actually reinterpreted the pasuk as not being such a terrible pasuk. The way they interpreted it was, "Nafla, although you have fallen, loisasef, you will no longer fall. You're not going to fall down anymore. kum, Get up the Jewish the Jewish nation. Now it seems interesting because I mean it seems that uh, what the people in Erzeshol are are saying seems totally, totally uh, distant from from the simple from the simple Pshat. Because the posak that's being quoted, this posak of a of a actually comes from the newa of uh, amos in in the uh, in the Treyosa. and and it's in the middle of a, a diatribe against against the jewish nation where where amos is talking about listen to what i'm going to say about you this is a, a lamentation against the jewish nation you're going to fall and not be able to get up as soon as Yisrael. Uh, you're going to be you're going to be uh, uprooted from your your land you're not going to be able to stay there anymore because so says hashem etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, 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 if you have a city of of a, of a, a thousand, only a hundred will be left. If you have a hundred, only ten will, will be left. How can then one one take that posak almost out of context as the people in Shahla are doing, and make it a, a beautiful positive uh make it a beautiful positive posuk? So the Vilnagon says as follows that in fact this posak has two connotations. One is a very negative one and one is a very positive one. And the way to explain it is as follows. That nafla, when you have fallen, lo taisif polod, you won't fall anymore. In other words, the 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 calamity that's going to befall you are going to fall so low that it will be impossible for you to fall any lower you're going to hit rock bottom when well, we're going to be abs- absolutely absolutely uh uh, uh uh stepped on by all the nations of the world by all the circumstances when you can no longer go any further down when you're on the bottom bottom rung of the ladder where you can't go any further then that's going to be the indication that it's time kumbusula that it's time for you to for you to uh for you to get up and he says that's he says that's what the uh, the Gemara in in uh, in Chagiga says that Yeshayahu the prophet gave us eighteen curses and he didn't calm down he didn't uh, he wasn't uh, kind of appeased until he said the words that even the children will rebel against the elders which is probably the worst curse you could ever you could ever get. What does it mean that uh, Yeshua Yeshaya uh, didn't calm down until he said this most terrible? Of course, was 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 uh, was Yeshaya an, an enemy of the Jewish nation? Why was he trying to say the most terrible, to to most terrible curses? But a Kuntko thing comes out very beautiful. That, in other words, Yeshayo uh, couldn't foresee the future salvation of the Jewish nation until he could foretell the most terrible, terrible, terrible downfall, which would be the, the, the as far down as we could go, as long as we could still fall further, then, then, uh, then we couldn't foresee the, the redemption. But the moment we can get to the point where, where children could be totally irreverent to their elders, that was the bottom line, and then then could come the comfort. Then could come the salvation of the uh, of the of the Jewish of the Jewish nation. So we see what he says is that the, the the hitting the the wall hitting getting to the getting to the point where you can go absolutely no further. That's the point of our salvation. That's when we begin to boomerang back, and then and then uh, and then uh, you know it's the, the 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 end of destruction. The the when the when the destruction becomes worst. That is in fact the beginning. of of the uh, of the uh, of the of the building because our redemption is guaranteed we've been promised we're going to be redeemed but so long as we can still god forbid fall further so then the the promise that's going to be the beginning of our salvation the beginning of our building cannot cannot uh, cannot uh, take place but it's only when you can fall and you can't fall any further then kumbasulas Then, then you'll be able to get up, and this is in fact what Rabbi Akiva is saying there in the Gemara in 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 Marcus. Now that we fulfilled this terrible Nevoah of 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 uh, of Uriah, we've seen a, a fox coming out of the of the of the Kodesh Hakodesh. So we know for sure that the Nevoah of Zechariah is going to take place. What does it mean that? When, we, when we've seen that the, the, not only is, is there no base mikdash, but the, the actual the place of the of the base mikdash has been has been plowed. There there are animals over it. We can't get much worse than that. And if we, and if we can't get much worse than that, we're at the, we're at the lowest point of, of the destruction. We're mammish, uh, as, as WML says, we have gone down all the way, rock bottom to the foundations. So then that we, we have the right to hope that very soon is going to come the fulfillment of nevoah of, of, of Zacharia. We are going to be able to, we are going to get a, a better. And that's why, uh, in both the cases, Rabbi Akiva first asked them, "Why are you crying?" Because he, you needed to flesh out and just how terrible the calamity is, and then Rabbi Akiva say, "Yes, that is in itself the greatest proof that the salvation that the salvation is going to is going to uh, is going to come, and that." Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be. And that's, before rats, the yam of the as the Klioka says, it doesn't even talk about the four directions in an orderly way. It doesn't say north, uh, west, south, east. It says north, south. It's going to be, it, the, 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 the rebound is going to be so diametrically opposed to the previous situation. We're going to, we're going to be in such a bad way and once the salvation comes we're going to we're going to go to the other to the other extreme and become become the very greatest of all of all the nations and please God it's going to happen very very soon in our time we're going to come back just now with our segment on Hilchus Shabbos please don't run away this is 101.9 Chai FM Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa this is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Shnerb 101.9 FM. this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Joburg. We're not quite sure we might get another rain shower this afternoon. I hope all of your preparations for Shabbos are coming along. Everything is just coming out of the oven the way you uh, want it to, or whatever it is that you're that you're involved in. This week, as I said, is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Vayetse, the important times for this this shabbos are the uh, benching, the latest time for lighting shabbos candles today is at 6:23 23 minutes past 6 is the latest time you have to make sure it's done by then if your shul accepts shabbos earlier than that then you need to kind of fall in line with them and light at the time that uh, that they light which in some schools, is the sort of standard lighting time for Johannesburg at six at six fifteen. Uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at sixteen minutes past seven seven sixteen. Is the end of uh, is the end of uh, of Shabbos for for this week. Also, just uh, take care that uh, we're at the time of the year where sunrise is at its. Earliest, uh, you know, the year is a little bit funny because although sunrise is at its uh, earliest, the uh, sunset is still going to uh, get so uh, another twenty five minutes uh, late still. But uh, that means that the deadline for saying kriyat uh, in tomorrow morning is actually quite early. It's uh, eight thirty one. So if the minion you at, uh Will not be getting to Shema by that time. You would need to ensure that before you go to shul, or certainly before that deadline time, you'll have recited the entire the entire uh, uh, Shema to fulfill that uh, that Torah mitzvah, that Torah obligation of saying of saying the Krishma Shema in the morning before the uh, before the time before the time goes, and. Uh, Obviously, one also needs to just be cognizant of the fact that as Friday night gets later, if uh, uh, your shul doesn't wait until it's properly night to daven, Marav, you need to kind of keep tabs on it and uh, and make sure that uh, you have said the Shema during Marav at a late enough time that you wouldn't have to repeat it again uh, at night because the the second biblical mitzvah is to say the kriyat Shema. At at night, and night uh, is certainly uh, uh, eighteen minutes after sunset, which today would be about uh, two minutes before seven. So, if your shul is going to say my uh, say uh, Shema before that, you would need when you come home, preferably even before you have the meal, to uh, to repeat to repeat the entire the entire Shema. Now. Uh, we were talking about the having benefit from things that are done on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. Uh, what about if one doesn't act on on Shabbos, but it hasn't actually altered or, or changed the actual the actual object? You know, we 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 talk about and we've spoken about this many many times that the the actions that are forbidden on Shabbos that are classified in the thirty nine. 39 malachas are basically things where what I do changes something from one status to another I had a, a raw piece of food and then now I cook it and it becomes a cooked and edible piece of thing I had two things that were uh, that were apart and I saw them now they become one entity it's generally a, a change of something from one position from one status to to uh, to to another. So what about if someone did a, a Shabbos act, an act on Shabbos, but it never actually altered or changed the the, uh, the object itself? So there also, there's a, a, an argument amongst the the poiskim, uh, amongst the halachic authorities. There's some say that if the the that I did did not actually affect. a a transformation, anything in the actual uh, uh, object uh, itself. Let's say, for example, let's say we're talking about the 39th, the 39th uh, melacha, or the one that, uh, to a great extent, in Johannesburg, we have uh, forgotten about, and that is the of, of of carrying, which thank god we we have uh, basically uh, an area of that covers our entire city and therefore you know, we carry with uh, with total total uh, impunity and, and and totally rightfully so but there are still places in the world that uh, that don't that don't have uh, uh, an air of or one that uh, is universally uh, accepted and therefore let's say someone did a a, a a, a uh, let's talk about a, a Jew. Uh, went and carried an object on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. In other words, he either uh, transferred something from a private domain from a reshus HaYochid, to a public domain, uh, right? Where where all he's done is he's moved the location of the object, but the object is exactly the same as it was. As it was before, so then that object does not become forbidden, and you would be allowed to have a uh, benefit from it on Shabbos. Where it now, where it now is. In other words, if you, if you brought something from the outside into the inside, and it's not in the house, so you would be allowed to use that in in the uh, in the house. And that's brought down by the uh, by the by, by the ritva. Uh, similarly, the same thing would be: let's say uh, someone brought some food you, uh, for you on uh, on Shabbos. So it was uh, transported in there in their automobile. They don't keep Shabbos, and they brought you on on Shabbos uh, a treat, a gift, whatever it is. Uh, in their, in their, oh, not a gift but they, they yeah, it was yours. They they got it for you, and they brought it in a vehicle on on Shabbos. So again, the the food is exactly the same food as it was before it left their their house. All they did was transport it to your to your uh, uh, domain. So that is not subject to the laws we've learned about not having benefit from something done done on uh, on on Shabbos. Uh, that is as you said the opinion of of the, of the Ritva. however there are those who argue in fact uh, Taisfus himself and uh, and the Ramban argue and they say no it actually it makes no difference there's no distinction at all what type of uh, malacha it is what kind of work was actually actually done and even if the the no Alteration, no change at all, was made in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the object. Let's say, like in the case of the uh, of the uh, of the food, etc. Still, the law doesn't change. It's the same as any other any other uh, 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 malacha that was done, and will be forbidden to have any benefit from, let's say, food that was brought to your house in a prohibited uh, uh, manner on. on uh, on shop. so we have two opinions, literally a a, a major uh, uh, amongst the the Rishonim uh, as to what to do, practically speaking, what to, what how do we handle it? So certainly in the first instance, certainly ideally, so one should be strict, like the opinion of Tosfos and and the Ramban, and not and not use none of any benefit. From even food items that are brought to one 's house on, uh, on on Shabbos. however, if for whatever reason is a a desperate kind of a, kind of situation where where one needs to use that uh, that food, then it would be possible perhaps to rely on on the lenient uh, opinion and and certainly uh, in a situation where uh, it was done. Uh, by mistake, which we already discussed, the whole uh, complexity of whether something done by mistake is as severe as something done on purpose. So in that situation, if it was done, either there's a great need or, in the case of, of Shoigek, one might be allowed to to uh, to, to do that. We're going to come back in for our last segment in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, on a Friday afternoon. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb. 101.9 Chem. We are back on Soul to Soul here on Friday after on Friday afternoon. It's so wonderful to have you uh to have you with us uh, today because uh, we're talking about things that are are really actually uh quite quite important uh especially sometimes that uh these things do happen, and and we do have situations where where people are doing things for for us. So the last thing we learned was in a situation where it was done uh, where it where something where no intrinsic change was done in the uh, in in the object. So we had a, a, a dispute amongst the uh, amongst the uh, uh, as to whether or not you could then benefit and so we said according to and, uh, and uh, the Ritva that if nothing changed in the actual object so then there's no actually prohibition it's not considered a Maisha Shabbos and uh, and you could and you could uh, use it but the other which is the Rashba we said in Ramban all hold that there is no difference and therefore uh, if there's a a a a great need, so then uh, or let's say it was done bishaygeg, uh, uh, so then one could be one could be uh, one could be lenient, and and that's in fact what the Mishnah Bura brings down in in Shin Yud Ches, and in fact in a, in a desperate kind of situation, so we said you could be lenient even when it was done on uh, on purpose since uh this whole concept of uh of is may only be in that uh in that kind of uh in a in a situation of a uh, of a uh of a of a of a bedievet, that uh yeah someone is uh you know in a situation where they're they're trapped somewhere and someone would bring uh food for them on let's say on uh on uh on Shabbos uh so then uh one one might be allowed to provide it doesn't it doesn't create any uh any further any further uh of uh, afterwards so that that that's uh, that was an interesting thing let's go a little bit uh a little bit further just have another few few minutes to talk about another another quick quick uh quick idea and and that uh, would be uh, right if or oh, so that, that's 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 uh if let's say through what this person uh did so then some other uh action came from from that so then the secondary action would certainly be be permitted on uh on on job let's let's take for for example um let's say you have a uh a hammer. So we said that uh, a hammer is is permitted. Is is allowed from It's something that's usually used for a a forbidden activity for hammering, but we said you're allowed to use it for something that is allowed on Shabbos. Right? The, the classic mis- example of the mission is that I could use it to uh, to crack to crack uh, nuts on on Shabbos. So what about if a uh, if a person went and uh, and uh, you know did that, so then obviously one is allowed to. If one cracked nuts on Shabbos, one would be allowed to to have a uh, to uh, one be allowed to to have benefit from those from those uh, from those nuts because the the act of of the of the breaking the shells is no is no problem is no problem at all. Uh, what about let's say uh, there's a locked door uh, and I I opened it in a way that was not permitted, right? I I, uh, I I used a magnetic card. I went into my hotel room. I'm not allowed to. I used my magnetic strip card in order to get to get uh, to get in. So the question is, can I now? Uh, I was, mm-hmm. This is certainly a master shop but Something was certainly forbidden. Can I now? Enter that room on uh, on uh, on Shabbos since it was opened in a in a prohibited uh, in a prohibited manner. So again, so some say that you would be allowed to you would be allowed to go into the room because the fact that the door opened. So yes, it was a forbidden activity, but again. Nothing new was created. The door is the same door as it was. Nothing has changed. Nothing new has happened. All I did was I removed something that was stopping me from getting into the into the uh, into the room. And because of that uh, of that logic, again, in a situation of a of a desperate need, one would be allowed to be uh, to be uh, to be uh, to be limited. Okay, we're going to uh, uh, talk more about this. Please, God. Next, uh, next, next week, which uh, tr- will already be in December. Next week, anyway, just uh, enough time before three o'clock and the Chief Rabbi to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being part of our, our radio family. Have a wonderful, warm, and restful uh, Shabbat together. And again, uh, just to each and every one of you, a beautiful, beautiful good Shabbos and Shabbat Shalom.